I think there are certain things you should expect from your president. I ought to care more about you than I do about me. I ought to care about more about I don't care more about what's right than I do about what's popular. I, I ought to be willing to give up this whole thing for something I believe in. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. In case you didn't remember that clip from uh, that clip was from the movie Dave, where Dave is actually impersonating a uh, a president because the president uh, had a stroke or something, and uh, they've got an impersonator to impersonate him, so they didn't have to tell everybody that he actually died. Um, you know what? It looks like we're doing it with uh, with uh, presidential candidates now, but we'll talk about that shortly. We'll talk about that shortly. We're going to talk about everything that's going on in this country and all the fun stuff that we're seeing on TV while you guys are working, while I'm working, and then you guys go home and relax and watch football or baseball or basketball or uh, spend time. And you know, I'm watching I'm watching all this political stuff, so I can give it to you on the main event. So one hour a week, you can catch up. So uh, before, I, before I go into that, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located in the city of Moreno Valley. Also offices in Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona and coming soon to more and more states and more and more cities. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, and you want to deal with someone who uh, thinks like you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll-free, day or night, 855-640-2020. If you want to uh, get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone for whatever reason, you don't want me to hear your voice, you don't want anybody else to hear your business for whatever reason, or you're just a millennial and you don't use the phone, you only text and email, Go to edhoffman.net, click on apply now, fill in as much information as you want me to have. Let me know how much information you need to uh, complete the pieces of your puzzle for real estate financing, investing, any of that stuff. And uh, you'll hear back from myself or one of my teammates, Matt Bradbury, Cody Bradbury, Alex Rojas, Eric Marquez, or Randy Sampia, saying we will fill in the gaps so you can complete the... Uh, your financial your financial puzzle. Uh, if you hear something you want repeated, edhoffman.net. Click on Listen to the Main Event. You can hear this show as well as several past shows. Or if you're more technical than that, you're more techie than that, you can uh, subscribe on the podcast on iTunes. Go to iTunes, search Ed Hoffman, or search uh, The Main Event, or search Ed Hoffman The Main Event. And uh, you can click on that here again, this show as well as a, a few past shows, and you can subscribe for free once a week. It'll download to your iPad, your iPod, your iPhone, your computer, your Android, whatever kind of device that you use to listen to iTunes, you'll hear it there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter address is at Ed Hoffman. I tweet about current events all week long, and you can like the show on Facebook. Just Facebook search The Main Event 590 to find the show page. You can also read my weekly columns in iebusinessdaily.com and uh, click on the opinion tab. This week, my column is, do you have the right to be concerned about Hillary Clinton's health? Well, I think you do. I think you do. I could be wrong, but I'm not. It's rare, but it happens. 
I'm not wrong on this one. So, but anyway, so let's let's uh, let's get into it. Before I before I go in, let me uh, introduce my uh, my uh, co-pilot today, uh, Mr. Scott McPhee with Don's Bike. Scott, welcome back. Ed, I'm deplorable and I'm proud of it. Yep, me too. You know Good. what? I, my wife my wife says I got to get one of those shirts that says adorable deplorables. <laughs> I like it. I know. I like it. I know somebody. I don't know if somebody's making those shirts. They just said it on TV. So mm. uh, somebody send me a shirt <laughs> or nice. uh, send me a link to buy one. Or I'll just call my uh, I'll just call my shirt guy and have him make make a couple, one really giant for me and one kind of small for for Don. You want one? Uh, I'll take one. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll get you one. All right, I'll get you one. So cool. hey, uh, so talking about Hillary's health. If you listened to the show last week, you heard me say that Hillary Clinton's health is clearly in peril. Oh, I didn't want to talk about the Trump rally. Would that be okay? Oh yeah, sure. All go right. ahead. All right. So this I have... is gonna this one's gonna go on for a long. Now this will be this will be short, but I did have the opportunity since we had some Trump folks on the air a couple weeks ago. I've kind of got to network them a little bit, and they invited me out to a Trump rally that was in my area. Now Trump wasn't there, obviously, because this is in downtown Upland. But it's like, hey, we're having a rally, and it's right down the street from your house. I'm thinking, eh, I gotta go. You know, I mean, I want to get more involved, and I want to do my part. So I thought, okay, I'll go. It'll be kind of fun. So you know, there we are in the street corners, and I've got my Trump sign, and we're chanting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's funny because one of my son's friends uh, snapped a picture of me and sent it to my son saying, hey, dude, your dad's on the street corner with a Trump sign. And of course, my son's in school in San Diego and he thought that was pretty funny. The big shot of his dad with the Trump sign. Um, but I did I did have a couple of observations and it was kind of it was an interesting group. It was fairly mixed in terms of races. We had Asians out there and blacks out there and Hispanics out there. And I was kind of pleased. You know, I didn't want to go out there and have it be, you know, just some big cracker fest. Uh, so in Upland? This was in Upland. I didn't think they they let anybody but whites live in Upland. Oh, that's messed up. Uh, no, there's we have a mixture just like everywhere else, Ed. Okay, good. Um, so the point is we're out there, and uh, I will say that um, you know, you, you got it. If you're going to go to one of these things, and I think everybody should, if you're a Trump supporter, uh, you definitely have to go in it with the attitude that you're going to have people cuss at you a lot. I mean, I probably had told, was told to F off at least a hundred times, I think in the couple hours I was out there. Um, and, and it's interesting because I would say at least 30% of the people that are there driving by in their cars are like big Trump supporters. They're yelling, they're screaming. I mean, you can sense the enthusiasm there and they're even holding up their own t-shirts and signs saying, you know, Hillary for prison, that kind of stuff. 30% of them are, are dropping F-bombs at you, F-Trump, F-you. Um, you know, there's actually this this rap song called F-Donald Trump. Uh, I heard that a couple times played in cars that pulled alongside of our group. And then 30%, the remaining are probably kind of like, I don't even want to look at them. I'm indifferent. I don't know. I'm undecided. But I think the thing I took away from it is there's just a lot of emotion out there, both for and against Donald Trump, both for and against Hillary Clinton. And it's interesting, too, because some of the Hispanics that were there, you know, hey, we're Latinos for Trump. We're Latinos for Trump. And and then you'd have a carload of Latinos who were not for Trump. And there's this big argument that would ensue. And a lot of, you know, Mexican profanity going back and forth. Dan, can I use Mexican profanity on the air? No, okay. He said no, so I can't use any Mexican profanity. I figured maybe I can get away with that since it's not. I won't English even understand profanity. what you're saying. Well, that's fine. Most people would probably recognize those words because I heard them in high school. Anyways, but again, the point is, a lot of emotion out there, Ed. Yeah, there is. And <laughs> happily, happily, the emotion is mostly on the Trump side. I would think. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. But From what you know, I see. Right, and a lot of the people that are anti-Trump, I don't think they're voting anyways. Uh, or, I don't know, that's just my impression, no, saying, I guess. They might be anti-Trump, but they're they're just not enthused about Hillary. I mean, how, how do you get enthused about Hillary? She is just there. 
Right. Well, definitely, you, you, whether you're for Trump, for Hillary, I think you have to acknowledge that the energy and the interest and the personality is on the Trump side of this equation. Yeah. And uh, and just popping into where we, we were going to start today yeah. is, is the energy. Hillary Clinton doesn't have any energy, as we saw on uh, last Sunday. But last week I was talking about it, and I think I was predicting the future because they were talking about I played a clip of a guy that that clearly thinks that she has Parkinson's disease because she has the uh, she has the uh, a lot of the symptoms of what's going on. And uh, and most of you know by now that Clinton became overheated and fainted during the 9/11 memorial event on Sunday. Uh, all week the video circulated of her going limp. Going limp? I don't know if that... Was it limp? Uh, limp and Clinton. I don't know if that goes in the same sentence. But uh, she went limp, uh, being literally thrown into the campaign van before it sped off. She's taken to Chelsea's apartment in Manhattan and emerged a few hours later claiming to feel great. And and uh, she greeted well-wishers and hugged a small small kid. Um, it looked like a prop to me, but go ahead. I know. It did look... You know, and <laughs> look you, see, you see presidential candidates, they don't really get anywhere without the secret service being in the in the camera and all of a sudden she's just standing on the sidewalk outside hillary's uh, apartment building and uh some little kid walks up to her that didn't look staged at all did it no well the kid was kind of like what am i doing here okay i can go back to my mom now and i think and i think about this if you've ever had pneumonia or walking pneumonia if you've ever really just been that kind of sick you don't get over it in an hour you know, no. I think she went there. She's got something wrong with her, and they gave her an injection of something. And it wasn't just oh, she was dehydrated. She needed to have a glass of water, and now she's feeling great. I just don't buy that. Just you know, my my BS meter is is in the red right now. So uh, the campaign went into full spin control, starting with Bill Clinton appearing on 60 Minutes on CBS uh, just hours after the incident. Here he is with Charlie Rose. She's doing fine. She. Um... She was even better last night before she went to sleep. She had a good night's sleep. She just got dehydrated yesterday. She's, um, Is that what happened? She got dehydrated? Yeah, yeah. Because when you look at that collapse, that video that was taken, you wonder if if it's not more serious no, no, she, than dehydration. She's and, been, uh, well, if it is, it's a mystery to me and all of her doctors. Rarely, but on more than one occasion over the last many, many years, the same sort of things happened to her when she just got severely dehydrated. Uh, and she's worked like a demon, as you know, as Secretary of State and as a senator and in the years since. She's but more importantly, she's on a grueling campaign. Yeah. And but you know what that's like. And she's I do. older than you were when you ran. And she's had two and a half, she had two and a half hard days before the day when she got dizzy. She works like a demon. She does a lot of other things like a demon, too. And we've been seeing forever Hillary Clinton is Satan, and there you have her own husband admitting it. Exactly. She's, she's Beelzebub. <laughs> she's Satan. She's working like a demon. Later, d- Days later, The Hill reported that CBS News edited both the video clip and the transcript from Clinton's interview to remove the words frequently, well, not frequently, and if you remember, he just said, well, you know, uh, rarely on more than one occasion uh, before he had uh, before she said rarely she fainted in the past. They removed these words and cut the segment down by like one point five seconds. Here's a little piece of uh, how the original tape went. Look at that collapse, that video that was taken. You wonder if if it's not more serious. No, no. She, than dehydration. She's and, been. Uh, well, if it is, it's a mystery to me and all of her doctors because frequently, not frequently, not frequently, rarely, but on more than one occasion over the last many, many years, 
the same sort of things happened to her when she just got severely dehydrated. Yeah, frequently, but well, well, I don't want to really want to tell the truth. Uh, rarely on uh, how how many times have you fainted in the last several years? Um, never. Yeah, me neither. And you had a heart problem. Yeah, I did, but I didn't faint. Um, and of course, you know, again, the interesting that they they edit out this what was it one second? Yeah, one and a half. one and a half seconds. They chose that to edit out of anything else. Does that sound a little conspiratorial? Uh, yeah, on our part, Ed. Yeah, and I think, uh, mm. and I th- and I heard somebody say, "Hey, they were in a rush. They were rushed to get it on the air because it was they were you know wor- working with the time frame." I think it's faster to get it on the air without editing it than editing it. Well, yeah, exactly. And and again, th- is this a Freudian slip? That's the point. You know, is is this something that does happen quite a bit? Obviously, we don't know, but it doesn't look good. Oh, and you know, she and if you saw the tape, if you haven't seen the tape, YouTube it. Hillary at nine eleven memorial. That's got to bring. That's got to. You know, when you look at when you look at Trump, who's seventy, and he's just got higher energy than I do, and uh, he's got he's got incredible energy, and I just I just can't even imagine. I think about I think about the stress that I go through, being in the mortgage business, running a company with one hundred and fifty five employees, and I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine the stress level on being the president of the United States. I have often asked, why would anyone want to be the president of the United States? Or even just the stamina and running for president, because half of the country, the Democrat machine basically has billions of dollars, thousands of people that want to destroy you. And and, and how could that be stressful at all, Ed, do you think? Yeah. And you're 70 years old. Especially especially <laughs> when you have accomplished all the things that Trump has accomplished and he don't he doesn't need to take any any BS from anybody. He doesn't need this in his life. He has to have a calling to do it. It's like why do people want to be teachers? Why do people want to be doctors? Why do people go into the clergy? They have a calling. They have a calling that they want to do something with their lives and I think that I think that's the only logical explanation as to why Trump would want to walk away from his life and uh and be the president for 4 years or 8 years or and just and plus the 2 years of giving up just to get there and all the money. It just it. I just don't think Hillary is is even in the same league. The Monday morning campaign spokesman uh, Brian Fallon took on the team by telling Andrea Mitchell that it was the staff's fault that no one knew how sick Hillary has been. I think that in retrospect, we could have handled it better in terms of uh, providing more information more quickly. I should say that as soon as she got into the vehicle, she was alert the whole time and was uh, telling staff that she was fine. I do think that uh, in those 90 minutes that elapsed, we could have gotten more information out more quickly, and that's on the staff, that's on us, and we regret that. Yeah, I believe. Did she ever actually lose consciousness? No, Andrea, I don't think so. Yeah, I believe that. I believe she got into the van and she was just, just fine. She was, she was conscious and said, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine." I believe that. Yeah, I mean, her knees like buckle out if you look at the film. I mean, she was like. Would have been on the ground had somebody not been there to catch her. Yeah, she would have taken a face plant into the side of that van, and she would have been, she would have had a black eye, a black nose, her everything would have been. That would have been really cool for the campaign because that wouldn't heal for like ten days, two weeks. That's messed up on your part, Ed. That would. <laughs> that's messed up. I'm just pointing out. God. I'm just pointing out the facts. You're mean. But think about this. Think about this. She didn't just kind of stumble. Her shoe all came all the way off. So her legs had to go limp for her shoe to fall off. So she's stepping, her shoe falls off. She almost falls down. Think about, you know, there's times when you just, you just lose it and your shoe fall. No. <laughs> My shoe. But you know, you see people when they're, they just, just out of control, you know, your shoe doesn't fall off. Of course, 
I'm a guy, so I have shoes that have laces. Right. So, but still. I mean, let's be fair. You know, her shoes probably slip on or whatever, and she's wearing maybe heels. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But she's going to be our, she wants to be president of the United States. She needs to start wearing sneakers. She needs to start, she needs to be strong enough to, to handle, handle the, the hot weather, okay. the hot weather, you know, so, uh. Hillary Clinton will, and we'll talk about that in a few seconds. But then Hillary called into Anderson Cooper Monday night. I, I, I just didn't think it was going to be that big a deal. It's just the kind of thing that, if it happens to you and you're a busy, active person, uh, you keep moving forward. And you know, I think it's fair to say, Anderson, that people know more about me than almost anyone in public life. Uh, they've got. 40 years of my tax returns, tens of thousands of emails, a detailed medical uh, letter report, all kinds of personal details. As soon as it became clear I couldn't power through, uh, we, uh, you know, we said what was going on. She's a busy, active person. She's just powering through, Ed. Actually, she didn't have to do anything other than be there. And, and, <laughs> and, if, and if you watch the video from behind where they're, they're kind of pushing or stumbling, she was out. Right. She was... Right. She wasn't just hot and overheated and tired and go, hey, I got to sit down and have a have a bottle of water here. You know, we've, you know, Don and I have been to uh, to Ground Zero. We've been at Ground Zero all different times of year. And, you know, it, it, in the summertime, it gets hot out there. Although I know it was a blistering 77 degrees on uh, on Sunday. But uh, but we've been there and, you know, you're looking at everything and we're walk. We walk a lot when we're in Manhattan and it's hot and we're not dressed up so heavily. And you know what? You get tired and you just sit down. Hey, let's grab a bottle of water and sit down for a few minutes. Hey, let's let's pull in here, have a slice of pizza and a, and a soda, and then start again. This but we never get to a point where people are pushing us and stumbling and our shoes are falling. You know what? I don't, just don't buy that. Well, not, not only that, but there's a full entourage of people handing this lady water, I think, like every five minutes. Fiji water. Fiji, excuse me, Ed. She doesn't drink just any water. It has mm. to be Fiji. Okay. Okay, so uh, the spin continued throughout the week. The media pundits playing down the incident by claiming that everyone who works hard gets pneumonia. Here's MSNBC's Alex Witt on Sunday. Um, of course, the big story today has been the fact that Secretary Clinton left rather unceremoniously, having become overheated. We should say the weather has been horrific, very hot, extremely humid temperatures. She was adorned in a, a long sleeved coat, uh, a, a pantsuit. And so what we will see here now is her getting into the car. She was a little bit unstable there. She was a, a little bit wobbly. That's, I think, an appropriate word to use. You could see right there. Again, she had become overheated. Overheated. I couldn't even wear what I'm wearing now to be appropriately dressed to anchor a broadcast. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt when mm -hmm. I came in early this morning. Mm -hmm. It was that horrible, that weather. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It was in the upper 70s, I believe. I know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a bad day in Bullhead City. You know, 125 degrees, 130. Man, I'm sure glad we're out on our boat in the, in the lake because it's horrible out there. It was New York City, Manhattan. You know, and when you're when you're near Ground Zero, there's lots of tall buildings, so there's plenty of shade. There's a ton of trees out there. They planted all those real expensive trees in the memorial, and it looked like there was a breeze. It was it was just sweltering. And then uh, then Chelsea, here's Chelsea's comments on uh, on uh, her mom's pneumonia. 
I don't think I've ever seen her um, so tired, and she was tired because she has pneumonia, and that's miserable. I've had pneumonia twice. I didn't even know that she had pneumonia until she came over to my apartment. So I think the fact that she didn't even tell me, and I talk to my mom every day, and I'm fiercely close to her, <laughs> is you know, pretty much reveals that she thought it wasn't a big deal and she could just keep going. Nobody who has pneumonia thinks it's not a big deal. Anybody who has walking pneumonia, <laughs> it's constant. Right. Have pneumonia. She doesn't have pneumonia. And, you know, for some of you guys haven't seen that uh, the video, and I wouldn't play good on the radio, but the video where she's talking, and all of a sudden she just freezes up. And just starts gagging and she, coughing? No, no she, oh. she just, she's standing in front of the, 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 uh, the lectern and the, the, the podium, mm-hmm. and she's just, she just standing there frozen, and the Secret Service guy comes up to her and he goes, Keep talking, keep talking. He's rubbing her back, or maybe he's maybe he's he's jamming a hypodermic needle into her back or something, and to turn her back on, or maybe he's recharging her battery because she's a cyborg. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's uh, but and then all of a sudden she goes, "Okay, we're talking," and she just stops. If you haven't seen that, Google, <laughs> I have not seen that. Google YouTube or you know search YouTube like uh, it's called. <clears throat> maybe just put hillary freezes on stage or something and i'm surprised that so many people i haven't i haven't seen on tv somebody told me about it and i searched it um on youtube and this lady something's wrong with her look ed um, i mean i own a bicycle store you do mortgages we're not doctors we're not healthcare professionals but i will say this there's many different types of pneumonia there's bacterial pneumonia there's walking pneumonia this is a clear example of lying pneumonia Yep. Yep. <laughs> Lying That's on. when you lie so much over the years, the BS, and I wish I could use the real words instead of the abbreviation, the BS, it clogs up in your lungs, Ed. <laughs> so that's why you've heard these coughing fits from Hillary where she can't ha- even speak. And they hack up hack up this brown phlegm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's lying pneumonia, plain, simple, and clear to me, Ed. And you know, if she had pneumonia, she just, an hour later, she went out on the, she went out on the sidewalk and hugged some kid. <laughs> We should we should take some uh, some cultures from that kid now. It's because it's been almost. I a think week. the kid already passed away. I didn't mean to, be, you know. Sorry. She, she caught something. <laughs> Meanwhile, the campaign announced that Bill would be pinch hitting for Hillary at her rallies. Maybe that wasn't such a good idea because on Wednesday, Bill got Hillary's illness completely wrong at a rally in Las Vegas. Look, uh, I'm, first, I'm glad to have a chance to stand in for Hillary today. Uh, she did it for me for a long time. It's about time I showed up and did it for her. I, uh, but I just talked to her. She's feeling great, and I think she'll be back out there tomorrow. So I, uh, it's a crazy time we live in, you know, when people think there's something unusual about getting the flu. Next time I checked, last time I checked, millions of people were getting it every year. But uh, I thank you. Yeah, millions of people are getting the flu. Yeah, you know, What's I'm that glad- have to do with her. No, nothing because she didn't have the flu. Um, but I'm glad that Bill was able to stand in for Hillary because Lord knows Monica stood in for her all those years. Yeah, exactly. She deserves. She deserves someone to. Well, or does she wait, kneel in wait. all those years? No, wait. Hillary stood in for no. Monica uh, stood in for Hillary. Hillary in the in the 90s. Right. And now Bill's standing in for her in the 2000 in the 2000 teens. Okay. When did Hillary get to do anything? Um, she doesn't do anything. Maybe that's the reason anybody asked for her track record. Hey, what are her greatest accomplishments? Ah, hey, last time she had a job, she outsourced it to Monica. All right. So, uh, that's exciting. So, uh, we could, we could probably go on all day if, if, yeah, look, look, here's, we here's, the, here's the final point. We as Republicans, we as Trump supporters, those of you who are supporting Trump, those of you who aren't on board yet, whatever, we need to pray this lady 
gets that far. We don't want her to knock off before the election because this is the person we want to run against, okay? We, we don't want her, like, leaving or we don't want her knocking off. We, we need to send her get well cards, pray for her health, that she's healthy enough to get on that stage to make it to November because this is our best chance of winning. Don't you think? Isn't that, uh, isn't that, isn't that, uh, contrary to being a Christian when you pray for Satan? Um, okay. Now I got to think about that. You had to throw something deep and profound at me. Um, we want Satan just to be good enough to get through till November and then we don't care. No, then, then we want Satan to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Go away. Go retire with your hundreds of millions. Hey, everybody knows everything about me because they've got 40 years of my tax returns. And we're still wondering how she made so much money being in public service for all those years. Not only that, when she talked about the emails, it's like, what about the thousands of emails we didn't get to see, Hillary? The ones you deleted. Exactly. And, uh, and slowly they're coming out. Uh, yes. 15,000 here, 15,000 there. <laughs> they just, they just appear. They just, they just appear and they, they come out and uh, we can't wait to hear what, what uh, Julian Assange releases in October. Mm. So we're just about out of time for part one. So I didn't want to get started on to our next, uh, our next subject until after we go through some commercials and traffic and weather. So, so stay tuned for uh, five minutes of that and uh, we'll be back with part two. Don't go away. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk much about real estate and financing on this show. Occasionally I do, but uh, I don't talk about it much because if you're not in the market for it, it may not be as interesting. But if you are in the market for it, whether that's a refinance or you want to buy a house or uh, help get your... Uh, Get your adult kids out of your uh, out of your house by buy, helping them buy one, uh, or if you're uh, if you're in need of a reverse mortgage and you don't know much about it, or you do know much about it and you want to just deal with someone who'll deal straight with you and you don't have to uh, you don't have to feel like you're talking to a used car salesman. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020, or uh, go to wccloans.com and uh, click around there and see what you find. Uh, so anyway, we were talking about uh, Hillary and her uh, her uh, health issues. Let's talk about uh, former Secretary of State Colin Powell. Oh, for those of you that weren't here on the first half with me, is uh, as as quite often is my co-pilot Scott McAfee, proprietor of Don Bikes. Thanks, Ed. Okay, so uh, so Colin Powell, Secretary, former Secretary of State, ripped into Hillary Clinton in several personal emails sent between 2014 and 2016, according to the document dumped, the document dump of hacked emails published on the website of DC Leaks. No, WikiLeaks, DC Leaks. Uh, I gotta take a. I gotta, <laughs> oh, sorry. Dot com. Okay, I gotta so, take a document dump. No, that was bad. Yeah. Sorry. It's a little bathroom humor oh. from uh, Mr. McAfee. So before we listen to some excerpts from the emails, let's recap how Hillary has compared her official practices to Colin Powell's throughout her email scandal. Colin Powell's emails uh, were retroactively classified from more than 10 years ago. Right. As he said, that was an absurdity. I could not agree more. I echo Colin Powell in this. Release it. And once the American people see it, they will know how absurd this is. So okay. Colin Powell and I are exactly on the same page. Yeah, Colin Powell, very close. Remember, Colin Powell, was a, was he a general? Yes. So a general in the military. Uh, became uh, Secretary of State under George W. Bush, um, would have been, in my eyes, 
if uh, we were going to have a first black president, he would have been an honorable one. But then after uh, after George W. Bush was finished, he decided to move over to the Democrats and support Barack Obama. Um, I don't know why. Might have some. I don't know if it's. I don't know. Did he suddenly become a Democrat or was it that skin color thing? I don't know. But I lost a lot of respect for this guy. But you know, he has a lot of years of respect. So I'm going to give him a little. Uh, a little. Uh, I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway here for now. But let's hear. Uh, so let's hear what was in these emails. Here's jo- Here's Fox's Jennifer Griffin reading one of the shows. Powell was not too happy about that Hillary constantly bringing up bringing up his name. Quote, everything HRC touches, she kind of screws up with hubris, adding, I've told Hillary's minions repeatedly that they are making a mistake trying to drag me in, yet they still try. The media isn't fooled, and she is getting crucified. Next, Powell wrote about preferring not to vote for Hillary and even uh, added his thoughts on Bill. I would rather not have to vote for her, although she is a friend I respect, a 70-year-old person with a long track record, unbridled ambition, greedy, not transformational, with a husband still blanking bimbos at home. Man, I really like that clip. Play that one more time, Dan. I would rather not have to vote for her, although she is a friend I respect, a 70-year-old person with a long track record, unbridled ambition, greedy, not transformational, with a husband still blanking bimbos at home. What does blanking mean, Ed? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. That's just they blanked it out. It was redacted. Oh, okay. It was redacted from her speech in there. He's blanking bimbos. And, uh, and her, her, uh, her unbridled ambition... And uh, a long track record. She got a long track record. How come that's not a positive thing? Because she got a long tracker, track record of greed and all that stuff. In one message, MSNBC's Andrea Mitchell asked Powell to comment on whether he gave Hillary permission to bring up his name so frequently. In regards to using private email account as Secretary of State, here's what he said. I told her how I used my personal computer for emails. I said nothing about servers, basements, domains, Clinton Foundation, government employees. The Clintonistas have been trying for months to connect our usage. Yeah, and finally, Powell complained that he had even lost speaking opportunities because of Hillary. He also seemed aggrieved about her speaking fees. Quote, I told you about the gig I lost at a university because she so overcharged them they came under heat and couldn't find any fees for a while. I should send her a bill. I like that. Hey, you know, I got I got a I got bumped. I lost my gig, man. Should be noted that Colin Powell is no fan of Donald Trump either. Here's Ed Hen- what here's what Ed Henry said on that. Powell calling Trump a national disgrace taking aim at him by declaring there's no need for Democrats to attack Trump because he's been in the process of destroying himself. In one of these emails, he says, yep, the whole birther movement was racist. That's what the 99% believe. When Trump couldn't keep that up, he said he also wanted to see if the certificate is in the birth certificate noted that he was a Muslim, as in President Obama. Yeah, well, there we go on to what we don't like about Colin Powell because the race, he played the race card. Scott, I think you have uh, some comments on you know, uh, I'm Mr. Just, Powell. Just bursting with comments, actually, Ed. Um, I have zero respect for uh, Colin Powell. Uh, I think the fact that he's named Colin tells you where his head is shoved up politically. Um, I think that, you know, the fact this guy was George W. Bush's secretary of state and the Republican Party got him where he was. And he turned around and, and endorsed Obama like twice. And now he's basically, uh, I don't know, he's saying, well, I feel uncomfortable about voting for Hillary. But, you know, then he goes and bashes Trump. What, what is this guy thinking? 
You know, what is this guy thinking? Uh, I don't know what he thinks because he 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 goes where the wind blows. Well, apparently, and the and the reason he can't get any gigs, quote gigs, is because nobody wants to hear him speak. I mean, that's really the bottom line. He doesn't he doesn't stand for anything. You know what? Sometimes sometimes you speak what you believe and what you feel in your heart, and sometimes you're wrong, and sometimes you're you're not wrong. But I mean, you. People know where you come from. I mean, I said some stuff on here that people don't believe. Hey, what are you? What are you thinking, man? What are you thinking? And I get some emails that say, "Hey, Trump, how can you call him a conservative?" I didn't say he was a conservative. I said he's a businessman and he understands how the how the country works. And you know, and this is during the primaries when we actually had choice before it got to California. But you know what? He's who we have. And quite frankly. When you, the more I get to know him about who who he is, I'm okay with him. I like Trump. I think he'll do a good job. Could I be wrong? Yes, I could be wrong, but that kind of leads to our uh, our flight ninety three story. Right. Well, and basically, look, you know, this is a message kind of to all the anti Trump folks. Um, yeah, whether you like Trump or not, he's our best hope. He's our only hope. He's the only hope we have. Um, and, you know, you may have disagreements with him about about different issues and his style and so forth. But the more I hear Trump, the also the thing that dawns on me yet is this guy may have been the only shot we had at winning. I mean, out of all that group, because nobody's going to fight quite like Trump. Nobody's going to nobody's going to go after Hillary, I think, quite like Trump. There was an article that came out of the Claremont Institute and it compared uh, the current election. They called it the Flight 93 election. And everybody remembers Flight 93. That was the plane that, that crashed because the passengers basically attempted to take back that that airplane uh, during 9-11 and this i'll just got a couple of quick sentences the article is like several pages long but just just the first few paragraphs 2016 is the flight 93 election charge the cockpit or you die you may die anyways you or the leader of your party may make it into the cockpit and not know how to fly or land the plane there are no guarantees except one if you don't try death is certain to compound a metaphor a hillary clinton presidency is russian roulette with a semi-auto with trump at least you can spin the cylinder and take your chances so once again we've got we don't know what trump's going to accomplish as a president we absolutely know what hillary clinton will and it's not going to be pretty it's going to be bad and And it's also going to be irreversible exactly and it may and what uh obama's done clearly just to to reverse the direction of America is maybe irreversible now. Right. No, you're right. I mean, it's possible maybe we still can't turn back, especially if half the country's kind of stupid, Ed. Yeah, and speaking of calling uh, Trump a racist, you're Mm. probably wondering if I was going to bring up Hillary's now infamous words from last week. Here we go. To just be grossly generalistic, you could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. Yeah, I'm, uh, that sums us up, don't you think? I think so. Um, also, I'm a little arachnophobic, slightly claustrophobic. The big spiders especially, Ed. I don't like small planes. Okay. I've never been on one, but I know it when I fly. Okay. Um, I get nervous when the uh, when the plane starts to shake. Oh, I do too. I hate that. I hate that. Oh. And, and my wife used to be a flight attendant. And she goes, "Oh, just a little turbulence." Yeah. Yeah. 
turbulence. That's what shakes the airplane apart. <laughs> I'm a little bit phobic. I'm a you know I'm an idiot phobic. I know I don't like. I I try to be I try to be deplorable against everybody equally. You know if you're an idiot, I really don't care what color you are or what nationality or what uh or what uh religion or uh, what you do in your bedroom. If you're an idiot, you're an idiot. And quite frankly, if you're voting for Hillary, you're an idiot. So sorry. And uh, and if you're staying home. If you're staying home in protest to show everybody you're just not going to vote for Trump, you're an idiot too because that's what's going to that's what led to the second uh, the second term of Barack Hussein Obama. And one one I'd say, we're not this country is not electing a guy with the name Barack Hussein Obama after 9/11 and guess what? You idiots uh, either stayed at home or you voted for Barack Hussein Obama. And I gave you a pass the first time and you went and voted on him. Said, hey, the first time we didn't know who he was and he was a lot more enthusiastic than than uh, than uh, McLean. Uh, McCain, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. McLean, hey, is this, uh, is this, uh, uh, what is the? McHale's Navy? Is that no, what you What? No, McLean. John McLean. John McLean. Can't remember the name okay. of it. Okay. No, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> lethal Weapon? Not Lethal Weapon. It's. Die Hard, that's it. Only there's like six Die Hard movies. I've seen them all. <laughs> but just had a had a little uh hey, you know what? But uh you know the second got a little time, Hillary moment. The there. second the second <laughs> Hey uh, I had pneumonia. <coughs> so uh so we have uh uh but you know the second time we had a Boy Scout running and at the time I liked Romney and I thought here's a guy who's successful and understands business and he's calm and cool and presidential and you guys sat at home and we got another another uh another uh Another four years of this. Four mess. years of this, and we'll, mm. hey, you know, I hope we I hope we can bail out. So, so uh, you know, uh, Trump's campaign had a smart response. He asked supporters to speak up about it at his next rally. Here he is introducing an African American couple who came onto stage to express their outrage. These are not deplorable people that I can tell you. My wife and I represent non-deplorable people. <laughs> We are not racist at all. We don't even fit on that list that she put out. As a black female American, I'd say let's get out and support Donald Trump. Yep, uh, I don't feel like a racist. No, no, I, I think I'm a little Islamophobic. Maybe actually I'm a lot. Yep. Uh, Me too. But that's like not an unrational fear nowadays. And uh, no, that's not irrational, but still. Obama still set on getting as many of those people that we caught killing Americans in Guantanamo Bay. He's going to release them. He keeps releasing them. And we know that a couple more of them returned to the battle and trying to kill Americans. But hey, release them because uh, Guantanamo Bay is a great uh, recruiting uh, tool for the for ISIS and Al-Qaeda and all that stuff. Of course, uh, we didn't have Guantanamo Bay when they hit us in uh, 2001. So how do they get so many of those people recruited? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, they recruit a lot of them in prisons. Obviously, what does that tell you um, about the religion? Not good, and... not good people. I nope. don't know. They're not. A, they're not. It's it's a peaceful religion. Yes. Not. So uh, so it continues. It continues. So so uh, then Hillary Hillary after all of her health things, uh, she decides to turn the turn the tables on Trump. She gets back into the into the uh, campaign thing on Thursday and uh, Friday morning. She's making this comment and trying to bring up the birther. Hey, we're all talking about whether this lady is physically capable of being president. And she tries to turn it all on, on Trump. Let's start talking about the birther movement. Let's play the clip. And we know who Donald is. 
for five years, he has led the birther movement to delegitimize our first black president. His campaign was founded on this outrageous lie. There is no erasing it in history. Just yesterday, Trump again refused to say with his own words that the president was born in the United States. What an outrage. I can't even believe that. I'm shocked, Ed. I'm shocked too. Is that the best? I know, and I and I'm <laughs> sitting there watching for Trump to come on. And I, I told uh, I told Don, I go, here's what I would say. I hope Trump comes on like this and says, "Is that the best you got? Is that what we're talking about? You know, you're you're collapsing. You you you're not even you're 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 lying about this. You're lying about that. The emails, the the putting our national security at in, uh, at risk." And you're talking to me about whether Obama was was born in America, and you know, say you know what, I would have just done that. Trump uh, came out was short, sweet. He didn't say exactly what I wanted him to say, um, but here's here's his whole uh, here's his whole comment on that. Now, not to mention her in the same breath, but Hillary Clinton and her campaign of 2008 started the birther controversy i finished it i finished it you know what i mean president barack obama was born in the united states period now we all want to get back to making america strong and great again thank you thank you very much and off he walked and i just say bam I kind of liked it, Ed. I mean, it was like, end of story, end of deflection. Now back to all the other stuff that it matters. And the people on TV are going to go, he doesn't believe that. I don't believe it either. I don't believe he's born in the United States. But you know what? Nobody's going to do anything about it. So why worry? Why worry? It's, hey, you know, you don't know. You don't. It's the same thing as what you just said about the Flight 93. We know that she's Satan. <laughs> you have one other choice. It's Trump. If you could shave her head, you'd find three sixes there. I'm telling you. Yep, we should. Yeah? We should We should right. require that. Okay. That's like turning over. Hey, everybody shave your head. <laughs> All presidential candidates should shave their head and turn in their tax returns. Yes. You know what? I can't believe the, the tax return thing. Oh, he hasn't turned his tax returns. Who cares? Right. It's kind of, it's kind of a non-issue. Cool. So let's talk about the next scandal that, that just came out. Mm. Uh, the Daily Caller reported this week, the State Department funneled more than $9 million dollars through the Peace Corps into a nonprofit started by Secretary of State John Kerry's daughter. Dr. Vanessa Kerry, along with officials from the State Department, created the Global Health Service Partnership, then awarded money to Seed Global Health, a nonprofit that Kerry created for the Peace Corps to send volunteer doctors and nurses to Africa. Wait, they created a nonprofit to send volunteer doctors and nurses. Okay, these doctors and nurses are volunteering to go over and do that. Mm. Um, let's create a let's create a nonprofit. This is gonna be nonprofit because we're gonna take all the money from it and we're gonna send these people. So what is it doing? All it's doing is sending people that volunteered. Okay. How much money was funneled into this nonprofit? A two million dollar three year contract in 2012 and a six point four million dollar four year extension contract in 2015. At the time Vanessa Carey launched the nonprofit, her father was the chairman of the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations, which supervises both the State Department and the Peace Corps. 
Hmm, how convenient. You're sounding conspiratorial again, Ed. Well, you know what? If it quacks like a duck, it walks like a duck, and has a big orange bill on the front of its face, it's probably it's, a duck. It's Hillary Clinton. Exactly. Okay. The, the, Daily, the Daily Caller obtained documents that show Seed Global Health did, did not have to compete for the bid. Did not have to compete for the bid. And that Vanessa Carey's annual salary from the nonprofit was $140,000 a year for a 30-hour-a-week gig. 30 hours a week, 140000 That's pretty darn good. That's pretty good money. Yeah, yeah. You, could, you could stay home, raise your kids, mm-hmm. just uh, you know, go into work when they're at school and come back and be there, still be like stay home at mom. Three 10-hour days, you're done. Hundred forty grand a year. One, nice. one, America News, one America News pointed out the similarities between the, what the Carey family did here and what the Clintons did with the Clinton Foundation. Sources allege Kerry colluded with government officials in 2011 to create a Peace Corps program to specifically team up with Seed Global Health. A spokesman for Seed said no conflict of interest exists, but the Peace Corps provided about 27% of the nonprofit's total $6.3 million budget this fiscal year. State Department spokesman John Kirby added the funds were awarded through a standard interagency review process. These allegations echo those aimed at Hillary Clinton, whose own family foundation has come under fire for donors receiving special treatment from Clinton when she was Secretary of State. Hmm, where did they get all that money for the State Department to give to this nonprofit? You know, and the sad part is, this is just what we're hearing about, Ed. There's probably like dozens of examples of this we don't even know about. And who's ever held accountable for this stuff? Nobody. Never. No, nobody never. I and mean, who, pay, who pays it? Remember, guys, you guys get your paycheck. And your paycheck says you made eight thousand dollars, but you only got to take home forty-two hundred. Um, and you go, hmm, just seems like I earned more than that. Where did that money go? And you know, you're just get used to it, get used to it, get used to it. But remember, if the if the country didn't, you know, maybe you could take home forty-eight hundred instead of forty-two hundred on an eight thousand dollar paycheck. Maybe you could take home, uh, you know, that's your money if you pay taxes. I pay a lot of taxes. How about you? Uh, it's about half. About half. Yep. Yeah. That's about that's about what people that actually work for a living get. But you know, let's remember. Let's remember. Let's remember the similarities because a lot of people. I talked about this on my show three weeks ago, and I don't really think everybody connected the dot. So the uh, Clinton Foundation takes in all this money from all these donors. How are the Clintons? How are Bill and Hillary Clinton? How did they make personally ten point four million dollars last year? How did they? How did they how did they become from the time they they left the White House broke and in fact in debt and now they have a net worth of a hundred million dollars uh, was it 16 years later you know most people don't amass a hundred million dollars net worth in their whole life you know and the fact they left the White House in debt doesn't that make anybody think that they can't manage money I mean really I mean the president of the United States maybe it's not the biggest paying job but it shouldn't leave you leaving in debt. I mean, you get. Right? I think I think Clinton made two hundred thousand a year at the time. Okay. I think it went up to four hundred thousand in the Bush era. But, um, but what comes to mind is they don't pay for anything. No, they don't pay for their food. They don't pay. For they don't their, pay for their transportation. Yeah, everything's paid. Right. So, so two hundred thousand is just their their fun money that they get. Oh, but they have to pay taxes on it. Of course, the taxes were lower back then. But you know, th- he was in the governor's mansion for before that in uh, in Arkansas. There should be a way to, to do this. But remember, they funneled all this money from all these hundreds of millions of dollars from all these foreign countries that, that Hillary Clinton was going to, and they funneled it into the nonprofit. 
And yeah, I'm, remember, with you, I'm with you so far. Then the then what did they do with this thing? They they uh, they negotiated contracts for AIDS victims to be able to afford AIDS drugs. They didn't provide AIDS drugs for for HIV AIDS uh, people. They negotiated a contract to make them more affordable. So how did they do that? They hired professional uh, consultants. Oh, okay. okay. They, they hired this consulting firm called Teneo Holdings. Now, what's Teneo Holdings? That's a little consulting firm that the Clintons started. They created their own nonprofit, and the nonprofit hired the Teneo Holdings. Teneo Hold. They created this company called Teneo Holdings. Bill Clinton was on the board. So were uh, so was what's his friend uh, Sands? Sand, uh, I forget his name, but uh, one of the guys that was emailing back and forth to the State Department to get people jobs. Uh, at one time, Uma Abedin. Mrs. Abda Weiner, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Anthony Weiner uh, was on the State Department's payroll, the Clinton Foundation payroll, and Teneo Holdings Holdings payroll all at the same time. There's no conflict there, and and they're and they're funneling money there, and the and Bill Clinton is on their payroll. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, and and obviously, if it was you and I, Ed, we'd be in San Quentin. Exactly, we'd be we'd be in jail. They'd find all this stuff. And uh, I, you know, it's it's just amazing to me that this stuff goes on. And my hope is, my hope is, and I think this is what the fear of the establishment of the Republicans, why they're scared of Trump, because Trump's going to get in there and he's going to go, "You guys are doing what?" And the money tree is going to die. Right. Well, th- this is our hope because again, we're we're looking at an anti-establishment candidate, both Republican and Democrat, with Trump. I mean, that that's the hope that he's going to get in there and clean up a lot of this mess. But it is a colossal mess, Ed, and it's been going on for decades. I'm afraid. It's so. a giant job. Whoo, yeah. But you can't, you can't. You know, I would think building a wall would be such a such a giant federal government project. And Trump's going to get down there and just go, hey, here's how you do it. Do it like this. Do it like this. Do it like this. Bring these people in. Get some bids. Blah, blah, blah. And this is a reasonable bid. This is a not reasonable bid. And right. you make it happen. And Don's Bicycle Store and Wholesale Capital Corporation are going to be the first to advertise on the wall. Exactly. We're going to be, <laughs> we're gonna be hot, hanging, hanging banners Yeah. in between, in between the, the Trump signs. What about on the Mexican side? Do we have ads in Spanish on that side? I can't finance in Mexico. Do your oh. bi- Can you sell bikes in Mexico? I'll make it happen. And and what is with Ford moving down to Mexico? Oh, I, I just know. heard that yesterday. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hey, but we're out of time. Hmm. So uh, so Scott, thanks for uh, joining me today. Ed's always a pleasure. And uh, everybody out there, thanks for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. Hey.